Hey, it's Mark K from the Mark K Show. You hear me every weekday morning from 10 a.m. to noon on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. First of all, thanks for listening to the Mark K Show podcast. Second, if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion podcast and Jacksonville's morning news interviews. And don't forget to head to iTunes and Google Play and leave a review. Thanks for listening. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. The first hour of the Mark K Show starts now. This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. Thanks so much for joining us today, folks. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. That's our number, and we are uh, we're so glad that you're here. It's a Thursday today, and coming up in just a little while, we're going to be doing something we like to call what. The bleep. What the bleep is uh, the name of the game, and here's how it works. We are going to uh, we're going to play some little clips for you later on today. You're gonna you're gonna listen to them, and if you win, you get something really special, which we like to call da 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 a uh, we like to call a, a metro gift card for fifty dollars, which is great. All right, uh, so let's get into let's get let's get right into it today. There's a lot going on today, and basically, um, the kind a couple of things that have been going on. First of all, there has been a lot of talk, of course, once again about about. Uh, you know what's happening with the police uh, forces around the country. There's been a lot of talk about the Republican National Convention. There's been a lot of talk about Donald Trump bringing back all of these um, all of these campaign rallies from all over. And the big question, really, here's the big issue. Here's the big issue: is what is the reason behind everything that has been going on? And one of the biggest issues, uh, as we look forward, is that it's an election year. That's number one. And one of the other big issues is that when you see what's happening. When you see what's happening and when you see what um, when you see what what, uh, you know, is going on with the media, you can't help but think that the media and the and the election of 2020 are behind a lot of what these issues are today. And a lot of, uh, you know, what people are saying and what people are doing and a lot of the action being taken seems like it is in an effort to alter the course of the election. And a couple of things that, that basically, you know, uh, to that to that point, I got a book the other day. Uh, Chris Ruddy, who's the CEO of Newsmax Corporation, he sent me this book and he sent it to me for a couple of reasons. First of all, he owns the company that published it in all in all, uh, you know, honesty and openness and transparency. But also it's called Blitz. Trump will smash the left and win. And it's written by David Horowitz, who's written a bunch of books. But I was flipping through it right before the show and I saw something here. That was really interesting. Uh, it says here, Democrats have a scandal to hide and stigmatizing their opponents as racists protects them. What they fear is that their political opponents will draw attention to the Democratic Party's role in the corruption, crime and poverty that afflicts African-American communities in America's inner cities. What they fear is that Republicans will challenge them in their electoral strongholds and expose the racial oppression they are responsible for. Now, this is this is a, this is something that comes up repeatedly. Uh, he goes on to write slandering Republicans as racists is the means by which they defend and are able to maintain the status quo. And this is something that happened in 2016. It's something that appears to be happening again today in 2020. 
And no matter what the president does or no matter what the Republicans in the Senate do, they all seem to be heralded as racists. Uh, you know, and it doesn't matter what their particular skin color is, too. There's a lot of black Republicans out there who are out there saying things in support of the president or, uh, you know, against some of the protests. And the Democrats basically slander them as well. Now, we've seen this from our a lot of media outlets. Probably the primary one is CNN. And CNN, interestingly enough, seems like they're getting called out more and more. And when you have when you have a, uh, uh, an organization like CNN who's out there and they're supposed to be reporting the news, uh, but they use their information and they use, you know, um, you know, they use whatever they have at their disposal, which is basically a, a massive broadcasting facility, uh, you know, with international access. When they do all that and they do it in a way or in an attempt to um, to alter the narrative or to shape the narrative, and when they purposely leave out factual information and try to twist reality to serve the Democratic Party, that's, you know, you can only do that so much before people tend to realize really what's going on. And in the last couple of days, CNN has been slapped like three times. They've been slapped three times live on the air. And in three different instances, they've had issues where I don't think that, I don't think they were prepared, number one, for what was going to happen, and I don't think they had an answer for it. And the first one was with uh, Chris Cuomo talking about what was going on in Georgia the other day during the primaries. And we'll get to all this here in just a minute. I'll play you the clips. Um, another one was at a, a, uh, a Portland uh, vigil. And then the third one was in the White House with a uh, with a black conservative accountant who was um, with Donald Trump and had some not so choice words for Don Lemon. And I think more and more people are, you know, when people wake up to problems, let's say with the police force or with the systemic racism, that kind of thing, they also wake up to problems elsewhere. And they start to realize not only are there issues with some of the uh, with some of the institutions we have here in the United States, but there are also issues with the people who try to make those situations worse. There are also issues with the people who try to make all of those situations, uh, you know, more electrified or more intense or just, you know, flat out more dangerous than they are. And and a lot of these news networks seem to be seem to be uh, basically the kind of, um, you know, the, basically behind all of that madness. And and I think that one of the most positive things that we're seeing out of this is that people are not only looking to change, you know, the problems they see in their cities and in their communities and maybe in their police forces, uh, but they're also starting to change the things that they see that that's kind of going wrong and negative in them in their media and in their press. And that, to me, is the most important thing, because that's where people get the information. You know, and, and if the information if the information is wrong or if the information is twisted or if the information is biased, it's always going to be an issue. It's always going to be a problem. If the information is bad, then you're going to then you're definitely going to have uh, you're, you're basically going to have some kind of problem going forward. You're, you know, as soon as you have uh, bad information, then that means that means that the the reaction to that information is going to be swayed. And it's difficult. It's difficult in this day and age between all the social media and the television media and everything else to make sure 
that the stuff that you see and read and hear is all legit. And you want it's difficult to make sure that the stuff that you read and see and hear uh, on Twitter and on on Facebook. And, you know, it, there is definitely um, a problem with people getting fake news, but it's not necessarily from the Russians and it's not necessarily from, uh, you know, radio talk show hosts and things like that. It's from the people who are are dangerously tied into the system and are seen by many as the purveyors of actual information. Uh, but but I, I believe that tide is turning. And I don't think that people are taking for granted that the stuff they see on television anymore, especially on MSNBC and CNN, is factual-based information. I don't think that those people are – I think that they're starting to see and they're starting to realize that those things aren't necessarily the case because the media says it's so. And we have some instances of that. 855-765-1045 is the number. 855-765-1045 is the number. We've got, like I said, some What the Bleep coming up today. we got some of your phone calls um, that we're going to get to here in just a minute. Also, uh, the president yesterday through Kaylee McEnany and through his Twitter account said that they're, they're not going to be renaming any of the military bases that Democrats are targeting, including Fort Bragg and Fort Benning and Fort Hood. They're not going to be doing any of that. They're going to let al- they're going to let it all alone. And so that's basically uh, that's basically where we are. It seems like, you know, seems like the president is definitely drawing a line in the sand when it comes to what is appropriate and what is an uh, inappropriate or an overabundance or an overbearing response, rather, to what's been going on in the country the past couple of weeks. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. We got to take a quick break. Uh, more of the Marque shows on the way. So stay tuned to one oh four point five WOKV. Remember to subscribe to the Mark K Show podcast on iTunes or Google Play. That way, you can listen to Mark whenever or wherever you want. This is the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. Thanks so much for joining us. 855-765-1045 is the number. 855-765-1045. Coming up in just a minute, we are going to uh, we're going to share with you some instances where CNN kind of got slapped uh, on the air. I mean, most of them are on the air. Uh, a couple of them weren't, but um, but it, you know, it, it definitely shows a changing tide. I believe in the media as well as all the other institutions um, that are currently being targeted for change. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. First, so let's go to Tyler in Ohio. Tyler, how are you? I'm doing well yourself. Oh, doing great, man. What's up, Tyler? What do you want to say? You know, I, I love the show from 2020 all the way. I just have a concern and want your opinion about it here. Uh, yeah, sure. What's your concern and how can I help? Well, with so little of the media actually supporting Trump and being behind him, I feel like your show and similar shows are where, you know, Trump supporters are actually getting their news, getting their opinions from. And I'm worried we're making the same mistakes that Hillary Clinton made in 2016. Um, we're getting overconfident. We're, you know, especially against Biden here, you know, we got the clown there trying to push his agenda and we're, we're just saying, you know, it, it's an easy win. And we're not driving people out to vote. We're not saying that, you know, we need to do what we did to keep Trump in office. Uh, all right. No, I, I understand your concern. I believe that that's probably a concern. I believe that you're probably listening too much to what's going on. Uh, on, I mean, on the media. And listen, the the thing about Donald Trump's victory is we know exactly how he beat Hillary Clinton last time around. And that's a good thing because it gives us a pathway to beat um, Joe Biden. 
and basically, we know that it's going to come down to a handful of states. So, you know, what happens in California, these massive rallies in California, what happens in New York, what happens in Portland or even Seattle? I mean, uh, the president was on Twitter again, you know, lambasting Seattle and saying, look, take control of of your state because the the protesters are basically just taking over. None of those states will will vote for Donald Trump or really any Republican. That's not where the battlegrounds are. The battlegrounds, as we know, are in Florida, North Carolina. The battlegrounds are in Ohio, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Um, some people are calling Georgia battleground, although after what happened with this primary, I don't think that's true. Uh, that's true either. Listen, the issue comes down to passion for the electorate. The reason Donald Trump won was because people were way more passionate about him than about Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton underestimated the passion. Donald Trump does not. He knows uh, who's voting for him. He knows what they need. And and Donald Trump has something going for him this time around that that he didn't last time around. He's been president for four years. You know, think about it. the fact that Donald Trump was able to to uh, slip by Hillary Clinton, who'd been in, in some kind of political office or or at least in some kind of capacity in American politics for decades and come out of nowhere and become president was, I mean, miraculous. Now, with four years of really great presidential successes under his belt, um, it should be a little easier, um, even though it's not. Now, I also don't think anyone on the Trump team is taking it for granted. Uh, I would I would you know, I know it seems like it, but I would disagree with you there. And I don't think you should worry that Donald Trump is, is resting on his laurels. That's why that's why the campaign rallies are coming back. That's why Tulsa, Oklahoma is going to be the um, the uh, the first campaign rally. That's why he's looking at at places like Jacksonville, Florida, for the Republican National Convention, because Charlotte re- was refusing. The, the governor of North Carolina was refusing to allow him to uh, do the kinds of uh, things he wanted to do during the convention. He, he did, they weren't going to allow the crowds. They weren't going to allow the big you know, parties. They weren't going to allow the big presentations. And Donald Trump knows that that's what builds enthusiasm and excitement um, going into November. So I, I think when you, when you look at it as a whole, the reason people win elections are twofold. Number one, they get enough electoral votes, uh, which means they win the important battleground states. And number two, they win those important battleground states because people go out and vote for that person. People typically do not get impassioned about voting against somebody. People get really passionate about voting for somebody. And nobody out there is really excited to vote for Joe Biden. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. And I hope that's all true and comes to fruition in November. But I just, you know... Hope we're not doing ourselves a disservice by, uh, you know, basically uh, doing the same things Hillary did. Yeah, no, I, and I appreciate it, Tyler, and I don't think we are because, I mean, Hillary Clinton, let's look at what she did. What she did to lose in 2016 was basically take it for granted that she had won certain particular states. She took it for granted that she won Pennsylvania. So Donald Trump, what did he do? He went in there and he campaigned his butt off in Pennsylvania. She took it for granted that she uh, she took it for granted that she had won w- Wisconsin and Michigan. So Donald Trump flew in there and and he rallied and he and he went in there and he talked to the businesses and he brought back manufacturing jobs and all of those states. And, you know, I think Donald Trump has a real he has a real knack and a real advantage when it comes to to winning in battlegrounds. And that's how you win. Again, when you, if you, you go back through every election, you go back through every election in history, the enthusiasm is always for the winner. It's always on the winning side. Al Gore did not have enthusiasm because he was Bill Clinton's vice president and Bill Clinton was a snake in the grass. So he really had a tough time. And if you if you talk to Al Gore and ask him why he didn't win, he doesn't blame George W. Bush. He blames Bill Clinton for his loss. 
if Bill Clinton hadn't done what he he did and lied to the American people about it and been impeached, Al Gore could have won. He almost did. He was a few dimpled chads short. Uh, George Bush beat um, beat uh, what's the, the Swift Boat guy? What's the name? John Kerry, because people were enthusiastic about George Bush, and you know, and and that's why he was able to come in, even though people called him stupid and uneducated, and said that you know, oil for gold. Bush lied. People died. Didn't matter. People were more enthusiastic about their lives under George W. Bush than they were about the thoughts of living under a John Kerry presidency. Obama. More enthusiasm for that guy than probably any other president in history until Donald Trump. So unless Joe Biden can come out of the basement, take off his mask and muster up a really enthusiastic, passionate, frothing at the mouth base, I I don't think he has a chance. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of the Mark A. Show coming up. Stay tuned. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. 855-765-1045 is the number. 855-765-1045. That is our number. And uh, all right, so uh, we got a lot of stuff going on here today. Sorry, I've been, uh, i got to switch all these buttons here. I've had a little information. I've had a little problem with one of my... Uh, computer issues. So we've been trying to, I've been trying to nail that down, um, and do the show at the same time. But it, it's very difficult to focus too, because also, uh, a little bit of a, a little bit of attention deficit disorder. But we've got a ton of people on the phone. We're going to get to your calls here in just a minute. First of all, I want to talk a little bit about CNN. CNN has been, uh, I mean, and I don't think they're used to it. They have had several instances now where they are getting slapped. They are getting attacked. Uh, by people that I believe they feel like should not be attacking them. And a part of the big reason is because they just don't prepare. They don't do their research. They don't actually report the news uh, or ask questions that are newsworthy. They just try to incite people and anger people. And they use their entire broadcast and their entire network as a way to, you know, perpetuate the, uh, you know, perpetuate the anger in this country over various different topics. And one of them is the election in Georgia. The other day, the election in Georgia the other day, they were interviewing this guy. I forget his name. I think it's Sterling. I should probably hang on. Let me let me pick that up. Uh, he, he's basically the official in charge of the election in Georgia and making sure all of the ballots are cast and that kind of thing. His name is hold on. I have it right here. His name is Gabriel Sterling. He's the Georgia statewide voting impl- impl- implementation manager. Georgia statewide voting implementation manager Gabriel Sterling. His he's a Republican and his job is to make sure voting in Georgia goes okay. Well, voting in Georgia did not did not go okay. There were long lines. Uh, there were people waiting at polling stations forever. It was a huge debacle. Um, people were saying they weren't uh, prepared. Most of it was in Atlanta and the surrounding region. And a lot of people said, well, it's because you can only allow six people into the uh, polling place at a time because of COVID nineteen. But there were other issues with some of the machines. So CNN. And Chris Cuomo decided they would take this issue and twist it and turn it and try to blame it on the Republican leadership in Georgia. Here's how Chris Cuomo started the interview. Oh, let me turn it up so you can actually so you can actually, you know, hear it. You know, these are your people. This is your planning. And, you know, it's it's an interesting argument you make that you have huge turnout, Gabe. Hold on. We do not poll workers to those locations. We're going to work hand in hand with all of our counties. We're going to learn from these things. And the main thing we've learned, and we all agree, is going to be training, training, training. We're going to be better in August 
when we have a runoff. But you had the same problem in 2018. Okay, so now Chris Cuomo's like, look, that's not that. To steal a line from Herman Cain, Chris Cuomo's basically saying that dog's not going to hunt because this is not a new problem. This is the same problem, to which Gabriel Sterling pointed out, uh, no, it's not. Chris, you're just incorrect. We've never had these machines before. They're brand new. No, no, no. The machines are new. The problem is not. In 2018, 87,000 people were prevented from voting. A disproportionate number were people of color and young voters. I agree with you that you knew that you had anticipation of a huge turnout. You had to prepare for it. Doesn't seem you did. And it seems convenient that if you're going to be able to not handle the demand, it's nice that you do it in places that tend to vote Democrat. Okay, so here's Chris Cuomo, a Democrat. His brother is the Democratic governor of New York. He works for CNN, which is a Democratic media outlet. And he's attacking this guy, saying, look, you knew you were going to have problems. You knew you were going to have huge voter turnout. The machines may be new, but the problems aren't. And if you're going to have issues tallying votes and getting people to vote, wow, gee, isn't it convenient that it happens in Democratic strongholds and, and uh, affects um, people of color? And again, here he is basically race baiting again and, and trying to perpetuate, you know, that Republicans are racist, uh, 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 you know, conspiracy theory. And he's saying they happen to young people and people of color. Why isn't that? convenient for the Republican Party. But what he doesn't realize is what Gabriel Sterling is happy to point out to him, that it's not the Republicans' fault. In those, in those counties where people vote to tend, tend to vote Democrats are run by Democrats, and they are the ones who set the elections boards. They are the ones who hire the staff. Oh, man, isn't that horrible for CNN? Wait a minute. You mean the people that screwed up the elections in Atlanta, the people that that couldn't tally the votes, the people that made, uh, you know, all these mistakes with these new voting machines, the people that weren't pro uh, pro uh, properly trained. You mean those people were Democrats and not Republicans out to kind of silence the Democratic vote or 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 or, uh, you know, commit some kind of horrible voter fraud against the left? No, they were Democrats that were screwing over Democrats. Don't forget. Wait, hold on. That's not anywhere here. To, uh here it is. Listen, this is the uh, this is here it is. Listen carefully. They this repeatedly over and over again. You can go back and look. And I'm sorry to say it that way. But we have 159 counties. 150 of them had almost no problems whatsoever. And they all received the same level of training from the secretary of state. We train the trainers. The counties are in charge of training the poll workers. All right. So Fulton County, which was a huge debacle, is a Democratic county in Atlanta. And they were trained by the secretary of state just like everybody else. But when it came time to run the election, they couldn't do it. The Democrats failed. And Chris Cuomo is trying to tell a different story. He's trying to say that you're a Republican. It's your job. You failed. And really, it's not his job. It's the county's job to run their own elections. We have the same problem here in Florida. Where is it that we always have problems with elections? We had problems in 2000 where? Palm Beach, Broward County. We had problems in, uh, in 2018 when, uh, when we were missing votes for their governor and for uh, the Senator Scott. Where, where was that again? Palm Beach and Broward County. Where did Governor DeSantis have to go in and fire everybody and, and, and just light up the joint and say, don't ever let this happen again? Palm Beach and Broward County, Democratic strongholds in southern Florida. So you can't blame the Republican leadership. In fact, the Republican leadership in the other counties in Georgia is doing everything pretty much by the book and getting it all right. And CNN has to now face the facts that they're attacking somebody on TV and they clearly have the story wrong. Now, that's not the only thing that happened. There's a guy named Raynard Jackson. Raynard Jackson is an African-American. 
He is a Republican and he is a political consultant and accountant in Washington, D.C. And he was at the White House with the president talking about the economy. And he made this comment on camera about CNN and specifically Don Lemon. So you got radical liberal journalists like Joy Reid from MSNBC, Don Lemon from CNN, Roland Martin, who are putting more poison into the black community than any drug dealer. Wow, look at that. Don Lemon. From CNN, he said, is putting more poison into the black community than any drug dealer. And that is an African-American political operative right there. Calling out CNN once again for lying to people about about uh, Donald Trump and Republicans and their record with with race and trying to paint uh, Republicans as racists when he says really the media and CNN specifically is the one that's doing the most harm. To the black community. But that's not all. That's not all. There was a, I believe this was a TikTok video. Is it, where is this one? Do I have this one here? This was a TikTok video. Oh, hold on. I'm going to have to find it. And this was a, uh, this was based, oh no, I'm going to have to find this one. I thought I had it, but maybe, oh wait, hold on. Maybe it's in here. Sorry. Like I said, it's one of those, we're having one of those days today. CNN. No, I'm gonna have to find it. There was a TikTok video from uh, a a a a big festival, kind of a vigil in Portland, Oregon, and I'll play the audio for you here in just a minute because what the guy said. It's a, it's a quick little voiceover. Don't know who the guy is. Don't know where he's from. But what he said speaks volumes about the changing tide of CNN. In the world, the changing attitudes toward what has always been a very, very uh, the democratic and, uh, you know, kind of stronghold of news and information. But it seems like even their constituents are starting to turn on them. Uh, quick break. We'll get you in just a minute. Stay tuned. It's the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV. If you're on the go and can't listen live on the radio, stream the Mark K Show in the WOKV app for your Apple or Android device. This is the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. Hey, thanks so much for joining me today, 855-765-104. You have one of those days, you ever have one of those days where you wish it was like Friday, but it's not, it's only Thursday? Uh, that's what I'm having today. Uh, but it's okay, because the day's almost over. I mean, for me, it's almost over. For most people, it goes another another 12 hours or so. 855-765-1045. All right, so CNN, having a, they're having a real tough time handling this. And I know, look, their ratings are up, and I know people think that they're the bee's knees, but really, they're not, and people are starting to realize it. Uh, we just played you a couple of clips about uh, with with Chris Cuomo trying to change the direction of a conversation about race in the Georgia election. We played you that clip of of Raynard Jackson at the White House, basically saying Don Lemon has harmed or or provided more poison to the African American community in the United States than drug dealers have. And this last clip is this is basically just like a background video that somebody took of this massive crowd in Portland. It was a vigil in Portland. Some kind of concert is playing in the background. And I want you the guy. You don't see the guy's face. You just see this huge crowd of peaceful protesters singing together. And listen to what this guy says while he's taping this massive. I mean, it's an ocean of, of peaceful protesters singing together. Listen to this. Let me turn. <laughs> I told you it was Friday yet? No? Okay, here we go. Listen to this. Where's the news, bro? Where's CNN at? 
What those are his questions. He's he's showing everybody the peaceful protests, the thousands of people singing together, nobody throwing anything, nobody rioting, nobody looting, nobody punching, nobody uh, with Molotov cocktails, no glass being broken, no bricks hurling through the air. He's showing all that. And he and he asked a simple question. Where is the news at? Where's the news, bro? Where's CNN at? Now, I do appreciate that he that he separates the news and CNN. I don't know if he did that, uh, you know, subconsciously or if he just understands that they're two totally different things. But but ain't that the truth that when there's when there's a peaceful protest, CNN is nowhere to be found when there's a bunch of people singing together in solidarity. CNN is nowhere to be found. A lot of the news sources aren't. They're out trying to they're out trying to trump up some more, uh, you know, a racism that doesn't exist in at the Georgia polling location. Or in the White House, they're trying to figure out ways that they can keep the anger and the ire going because that's what boosts their ratings. And this guy gets it. Where's the news, bro? Where's CNN at? They're not there. CNN is not interested in reporting what's actually happening, which is people coming together to sing, to talk, to 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 make change peacefully. They're interested in the stuff that isn't peaceful because that's the stuff that they can use to blame the president for. That's the stuff they can use to drum up support for a candidate who has none. That's what they can do to try and change the course of this country, not for the better, but for the better for them. And finally, people are starting to call him out. 855-765-1045. Brian in San Francisco. Brian, how are you? Thanks so much for calling the Marque Show. Hey, Mark, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It's uh, interesting. San Francisco used to be a beautiful city, but now that it's so far left, it's it's changed everything. But yeah. that's a whole other story. Um, but with, going with the CNN thing, my wife and I were on a cruise in November. And, you know, when you're on a cruise, you only get so many channels on your TV. Sure. And it was right when the uh, when the Trump um, hearings were going on. So we were in the cab, and I'd flip back from CNN to Fox, CNN to Fox. And... I, I just sat there for about 30 minutes, and after I turned to my wife and I said, CNN, they just seem like angry. Uh, it's just their opinion. You know, it's not news. They're not telling us what's right down the middle. They just, they, they totally turned me to go to the right. You know, I used to be right down the middle. Yeah. I, I really wasn't a big politics guy. And CNN has single-handedly changed me completely to the conservative right. Wow. I guess that's um, one good thing. You know, every cloud has a silver lining, I guess they say. <laughs> well, it's it's disgusting. And uh, one last point, and and it, it was my wife just retired as a police officer, and so we watched the, the police commission. It's on our local uh, San Francisco TV, and it is disgusting what the people were calling in and saying and about this police reform. And uh, it's um, I'm a native San Franciscan. My son's a yeah. sixth generation San Franciscan, and my wife and I are seriously. Yesterday, we said we have to get out of here. We are sick and tired of this. Yeah, it, it's disgusting. Brian, it really Brian, listen. First of all, thanks so much for calling. We appreciate it, and and we're we're kind of glad that CNN turned you. I guess going on that cruise and being limited to just one channel. Maybe that's why they don't so, show CNN at the airport anymore because so many people on delays were watching CNN and turning into Republicans. Maybe that maybe that's what happened. But you bring up a great point about San Francisco. This book that I got again, and this was a gift to me from uh, the publishing company. It's called Blitz. Trump will smash the left and win. It's a new book by David Horowitz, who you may be familiar with. But he writes here right about it's all about Donald Trump, how he came to power and how he will maintain power. 
for the next four years. But he writes again about racism being a tool that the Democrats use to win elections. He says virtually every inner city of a uh, let me start over virtually every inner city of size in America, New York, Detroit, Chicago, Baltimore, St. Louis, Cincinnati, Newark, Atlanta is 100 percent controlled by the Democratic Party. And side note, San Francisco would fit there as well. It has been for 50 to 100 years. These cities account for the majority of the homicides and robberies in America, for the lion's share of urban poverty, welfare dependency and drug addiction, and for a majority of the failed schools where year in and year out, 40% of the students don't graduate and 40% of those who do are functionally illiterate. No reforms to remedy this unconscionable situation are possible thanks to the iron grip of Democrat teacher unions who run the schools to benefit the adults in the system rather than their student charges. The majority of the inner cities in this country are run by Democrats, just like the polling place in Atlanta where all the problems occurred were run by Democrats, just like Minneapolis, Minnesota, where 52 black-owned businesses were burned to the ground in a protest against white police officers is run by Democrats, Seattle, Washington, Chicago, Illinois, over and over again. It's the same thing. And eventually people are going to look at it and say it's not a Republican Democrat issue anymore because they realize a lot of people that the Democrats are not out there to help them. The Democrats are out to help themselves and they're using CNN to do it. Here's something else that you may not want. You may not that you're not going to hear anywhere. Do you know what Joe Biden's biggest hurdle is? A lot of people calling and saying, I'm concerned about Joe Biden. Do you know what Joe Biden's biggest hurdle is coming into this election in November? Do you, do you have any idea where Joe Biden could potentially lose this election? No. You know why? Because nobody on CNN or MSNBC or the major news networks is talking about it. I'll tell you what it is right after this. Stay tuned. It's the Marque Show on 104.5 WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. Today is brought to you by the letter F. Because if we don't stop all this identity politics and mob rule, we are all F. Oh, thank God. I didn't know if that was like... I saw a, you go towards the dump button. I was like, did anybody screen this <laughs> no, one? Screen it, we screen it. We're good. Star Star 1045 That's probably true. That's probably... You know they're coming after Paw Patrol now, too. That's the next big thing. I, I feel like... In any time you have a legitimate concern or you have a massive protest or something that, that moves this quickly, this fast, there's a danger of it becoming too big, too crazy and too ridiculous too quickly. And when that happens, it almost becomes a parody of itself. And this anti-cop defund the police movement, I believe, has jumped the shark to steal a term from uh, the entertainment world because they're now going after, get this, Nickelodeon's Paw Patrol. Yeah, and they're basically like, for those of you that don't know, they're like the village people, but they're they're puppies, and one of them is a cop, and they and he's like a good cop because you know 
he's a he's a puppy. And uh, and <laughs> I can't believe it. I have to explain this to people on a new show. It doesn't matter. So basically, what's happening now is there's a lot of groups that are angry with Nickelodeon Junior, and they want to cancel Paw Patrol because it has a positive. See what I did there? Uh, depiction of a police officer. Now, keep in mind, it is an animated, fictitious, canine police officer. But these people are really upset because they don't believe that any police officers are positive and good. And Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol is putting forth a negative and 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 made up untrue depiction of police and society by having this cute little fluffy puppy dog canine officer, you know, do good because that's not what cops do. I'm going to be honest with you. I was I was listening for a long time. I was listening when, you know, about the police brutality. I think definitely there's an issue there. I was listening yesterday. They had the big thing with the mayor. I was listening with the Confederate statues. I just can't listen to you attack Paw Patrol because you don't think that the good cop dog animated cartoon character is an accurate depiction of real life. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm totally insensitive. But I feel like I feel like this organization is really on the brink now of becoming a parody of its own self. And that's harmful to what may be a positive message, a positive message. 855-765-1045. This is Daniel in California. Hey, Daniel. How you doing? Thanks for calling the Mark Hay Show. I am doing well. Thanks. Thanks for uh, taking my call, Mark. Yeah, absolutely. So, re- really quick. CNN is not a news network. They're the worst kind of network where they are opinion and propaganda masquerading as journalism. Yeah. They haven't covered anything positive that Trump does. Larry Elder was quoted as saying that if Trump cured cancer, CNN would blame him, would blame him for jobs lost by doctors and health care workers. Right. I remember. But, so another thing, going after TV shows and everything deemed as racist. How is Law and Order still on? Isn't that still oppressive too? That'll be the one next to go. Cops was canceled. <laughs> HBO took uh, Gone with the Wind off of um, off of their docket. L A was it L A Live or what's it, what was that show called? The um, PD Live. PD Live. Live PD. Live PD. Yeah, there that's gone from A and E, and now they're they're targeting the Splash Mountain ride at Disney World. It's all just it's all just cancel culture, and they're all doing it because they're tr- here's the thing they are trying to drum up. African-American support for Joe Biden. They feel like Joe Biden has a lot of African-American voting, uh, you know, uh, voters backing him. And they're right. He does. In fact, the only reason Joe Biden's still in this race is because of black voters in South Carolina. And and Clyburn gave him the gave him the go ahead. He got South Carolina and that basically propelled him into the stratosphere and made him the worst nominee in the history of presidential elections. But he's still there and he's the Democratic candidate of choice. So if you don't want Donald Trump, you have to vote for Joe Biden. They're trying to build passion. They can't build passion for Joe Biden because nobody's passionate about the guy. He's 80 years old. He's difficult to understand. He's done absolutely nothing of substance. He's actually done things to harm African-Americans in the United States and the plight of the African-American man and woman when it comes to, you know, climbing up that social ladder. And now he's supposed to now he's supposed to be president of the United States. Well, in order to get people all excited about voting for Joe Biden, they have to make Donald Trump seem like the devil. And that and so basically you're not voting for Joe Biden. You're voting against Donald Trump. That's a tactic that never ever works in politics people don't just lose elections people will win them so joe biden has to win this election he can't just hope that donald trump loses it 
And one of the biggest issues that Joe Biden is not talking about, but that he's going to need to deal with is the Latino support, which is dwindling for him. Hillary Clinton had a huge, uh, huge part of the um, Hispanic vote in 2016. Latinos went to Hillary Clinton uh, at a much larger threshold than they are for Joe Biden. In fact, Joe Biden is polling at 10 percent less with Hispanics and Latinos than Hillary Clinton did at this same time in 2016. And Donald Trump is trending up. And I think probably a big part of the reason is because right now at this point in time, maybe the Latinos in this country who also vote, maybe the Latinos in this country who are a huge voting bloc and an important part of society, maybe the Latinos feel slighted by all of the news and energy and everything else for these Black Lives Matter police protests. And maybe the Latinos are like, hey, you know what? We still have some other issues we need to deal with. And and, and one of the biggest ones is immigration. But it, it's going to be all about these swing states. And when you want to win Florida, when you want to win Georgia, when you want to win Texas, you have to get Latinos to vote for you. And Joe Biden, sure, he's got clout with the African American community. He's got clout with some uh, with some you know independent um, you know or uh, or moderate white voters. But he's losing Hispanics, and Donald Trump is gaining, and Donald Trump has a huge passionate base. And so this election, for those of you that are concerned or worried or whatever, this election is far from over. And the issues that you're hearing about today are not the same issues you're going to be hearing about next month or the month after that or any time near November. Sure, today it's about bringing down Confederate statues here and in the Capitol building. Nancy Pelosi targeted 11. She walked around. This woman has been going to work in this same building for like 100 years. She's been every day for a 100 years. Nancy Pelosi has been walking through the Capitol building today. All of a sudden, she wants 11 of these statues taken down because today they bother her. Why? Because the loud, angry protesters and CNN and everybody else is telling her today these statues should bother you. Same thing with the bases. All of a sudden, Fort Bragg, which has been how long has Fort Bragg been Fort Bragg, Fort Benning, Fort Hood. How long have these forts been named that? For, I mean, forever. Did anyone even know who they were named after? I didn't know Fort Bragg was a Confederate general or whatever it was till David Petraeus wrote his piece in The Atlantic. There's so much information coming out now about stuff that nobody knew and nobody cared about until it meant winning or losing an election in 2020. It's all about it's all about trying to get people excited about Joe Biden because nobody is. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. This is Riley in Montana. Hi, Riley. How are you? Hey, Mark. Glad to be back with you. Oh yeah. What's up, man? What do you want to say, how Riley? How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. What's oh, on your mind? Just, oh, Sleepy Joe is slowly becoming Dementia Joe, and just I mean, just the things he's saying is just instilling such hatred. I'm, I'm seeing it on the news this morning. In fact, I mean, talking about forcefully uh, removing Trump from office when he thinks he's going to win the office and walking him off the grounds and then on and then oh, wait, turns around he, and wants to did, say that police need to be walking around without firearms and everything is he going to walk around with unarmed secret service did biden say like he was going to forcefully remove donald trump from the way he said that once during one of the debates i think did he say it again oh it was on a skit on uh, it was on a replay on fox oh, news this morning yeah yeah no he did and that he during one of the about peeling his skin off and 
Yeah. One of the debates they asked him, uh, thanks so much for the call, by the way, Riley. One of the debates they asked Joe Biden, what would you do if Donald Trump refused to leave after the election? He said, I would have him escorted from the White House. But you're right. If there's no cops and there's no guns, what are they going to escort him with? Pretzel sticks? 855-765-1045 is the number. We got to take another quick break. We got some more of your phone calls here in just a minute. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play you this Kayleigh McEnany stuff from yesterday because I think it's, it's important that you hear what Donald Trump said about these, these army bases. And I think it's pivotal. And a lot of people are missing the point. They're basically claiming that Donald Trump, again, is siding with his racist base. Uh, base. Donald Trump is splitting the military right down the middle. But there's a deeper issue. And I think it's an important one. So we'll get to that here. Don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. More of the Marque Show coming up on 104.5 WOKV. Are you at home or sitting at your desk at work? Either way, watch the Marque Show live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. This is the Marque Show on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. This is the Marque Show. My name is Marque. Thanks so much for joining us today, folks. We appreciate it. 855-765-1045. Just got an email from Patricia. Uh, she dropped this quote from George Orwell's 1984. He wrote, every record has been destroyed or falsified. Every book rewritten. Every picture has been repainted. Every statue and street building has been renamed. And every date has been altered. And the process is continuing day by day and minute by minute. History has stopped. Nothing exists except an endless present in which the party is always right. George Orwell from 1984. And she adds, he was only off by 34 years. 855-765-1045. Pretty good. It's pretty good. 855-765-1045. This is Ed in Jacksonville. Ed, hey, thanks so much for calling the Marque Show. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I wanted to touch up. I want to touch on something I heard you say. I listened to a speech about 30 years ago from Farrakhan, all people, mm-hmm. and he said the worst place in the country were large cities, from African-Americans, were large cities run by black men. Yeah, and this was like 30 years ago. He said that was the worst cities. place. He said that was the worst place for African-Americans. In, in the United States, we yeah. use large cities with black men. I mean, that's what, of course, nobody pays attention to Farrakhan, but that's what he said. Now, and, and look, and, and history has, if history has proven anything, if, you know, before they erase it all, that is probably true. I mean, and look at the Baltimore riots and what happened with, remember just, God, it was a year ago, not even. It was, it was just before the Donald Trump uh, impeachment hearings when, when he started attacking Elijah Cummings, uh, RIP, for, for what was going on in Baltimore. And he called it rat infested and said there was trash everywhere. And he wasn't making it up. He wasn't being disparaging or racist. But, of course, that's what the Democrats painted the picture of. However, the problem is we have cameras and people went into Baltimore and they showed the rats and they showed the drugs and they showed the people. And these are people who have been abandoned by their leaders for years. Elijah Cummings was in Congress forever. Forever. And he did nothing. He did nothing to help his community in all that time. Why? He was too busy trying to help himself by getting placed on this committee or that committee or chairing this committee or that committee or, or getting power. San Francisco, the same thing. The place. Look at your leadership in the Democratic Party. Look at where these people are from. 
San Francisco. Nancy Pelosi is the Speaker of the House. How many times do you think she's in the Congress voting on initiatives that she thinks would be best for the people of San Francisco? How many times do you think she goes home and works with the local organizations and the people in her district to better the, the neighborhoods and the constituency in San Francisco? She doesn't. She's never there. And if she's there, it's to pick up a bunch of money and then fly back to Washington where she has personal power. Same with Adam Schiff in Los Angeles, California. Same with Jerry Nadler in New York City. Any prominent Democrat that that holds some kind of position, Val Demings, Val Demings spent all this time attacking Donald Trump. And she spent all of this time uh, going out there and, and working as a prosecutor in the Trump Senate trial. And now, look, she's being heralded as a potential vice presidential nominee for Joe Biden because she's African-American. She's a woman. She's from a swing state. She's a former cop. Is she qualified? What has she done for the people of Orlando in the last, I don't know how many years since she's been elected? Anyone from Orlando, feel free to call and let me know. 855-765-1045. But it is, but it is getting to be ridiculous. It is getting to be ridiculous that the Democrats are out there screaming and yelling about the terrible, horrible, no good, very bad conditions for African Americans in this country when the Democratic leadership is the one responsible for all of them. Eight years of Barack Obama. Hope, change, first African-American president. He was supposed to be the guy. He was Donald Trump, and, and they'll, they'll, there's records to prove this, has done more economically for African-Americans in this country than any other president, including Barack Obama. Donald Trump has done more for Hispanic Americans and Latinos in this country than any other president in history. Donald Trump has done more for the middle class. Donald Trump has boosted this economy to great heights. And people will say the economy is not everything. In a way, it is. Because if there's no money, there's no chance for you to change. And if there's no money, people, you know, people really start to get angry. So, yeah, when you raise taxes on people, that keeps them all fired up and angry. It's a, who's our tax dollars? Where, where's, where's our stuff? You take all this tax money. Why are we still poor? Why do our, why does our education system stink? Why aren't we getting free health care? You have all of our tax money. And when Donald Trump gives your tax money back to you and gets you a job, what happens? Pandemic, tax money's gone, job's gone. Now we're going to have to hand you $1,200 to remind you that we're in control. 855-765-1045. I'll play this uh, Kaylee McEnany statement here in just a minute about the military bases. We've got some more of your phone calls. And we do have What the Bleep coming up as well. Stay tuned. It's the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. If you want to remove anything from the U.S. Capitol that promotes hate, then you should remove Nancy Pelosi. Boom. Roasted. 855-765-1045. No, she wants to remove 11 Confederate statues. Uh, this is uh, on top of all the other statues that are being they're They're taking away um, Christopher Columbus statues. They're toppling them and beheading them and doing all sorts of terror. People really hate statues. These Statues used to be loved. Now statues are like uh, they're just evil. People just hate them. 855-765-1045. Also, uh, a military basis. I told you I'd play this for you. This was Kaylee McEnany yesterday at the White House. She came out and she read a statement from President Trump about the renaming of the bases because a lot of the military and the military and Donald Trump, they're not having a good couple weeks. 
they had uh, they had a couple of issues with the generals speaking out about Donald Trump using military force to stifle and silence violent protests and looting and rioting. Um, they had another general say, I shouldn't have been part of the uh, photo op walking across the street to the uh, cathedral or to the church, rather, to take a photo after the press conference last Monday. They have uh, generals saying, yeah, we'll rename all of the military bases that are named after Confederate soldiers. But then you have the president of the United States, the commander in chief, coming out yesterday and saying, no, we're not doing that. It has been suggested that we should rename as many as 10 of our legendary military bases, such as Fort Bragg in North Carolina, Fort Hood in Texas, Fort Benning in Georgia, and the list goes on. By the way, I'm so glad that she didn't read the entire list because it was already, she got right to the point. These monumental and very powerful bases have become part of a great American heritage and a history of winning victory and freedom. The United States of America trained and deployed our heroes here and won two world wars. Therefore, my administration will not even consider the renaming of these magnificent and fabled military installations. Our history as the greatest nation in the world will not be tampered with. Respect our military. Respect our military. Another rallying cry from the president. And he's this is what's happening. Donald Trump is drawing a line in the sand. He's drawing a line in the sand. He's saying, look, we understand that there's racial tension. We understand that there's systematic racism in the police department or whatever. We understand you have concerns. We're going to talk about it. We're going to come up with something that, that helps all people. We don't want George Floyd's death to be in vain. But we're not going to just blatantly do everything that you demand or you decry. We're not going to cancel Paw Patrol. We've already canceled cops. We've already canceled, uh, canceled uh, Gone with the Wind and a bunch of other things. What we are going to do is move forward in a way that benefits everybody. And when you look at when you look at these bases named after these uh, military generals from from the um, uh, from the Confederate War, from the Confederacy in the Civil War, you have to stop and say. What like what is the point at this point? These bases, these bases have changed. They've altered. They're no longer they're no longer, you know, paying homage to the men they're named after. They're no longer uh, carrying on the legacy of Commander Bragg or General Hood or or Captain Benning. I don't even know what they're. I don't know who these people are. I just know them by the bases. And I know them by the bases because the legacy of the base itself has usurped the man that they were named after. The people who have come out of Fort Bragg, the amazing soldiers and the amazing uh, fighters from all over the country, the amazing things that they've done, keeping our country safe, keeping other countries safe, the sacrifices that these people have made. That's what that's what Fort Bragg is symbolic of. That's what Fort Benning is symbolic of. It's no longer about the person. It's about the people, the masses and masses, the hundreds of thousands of American heroes that those bases have produced. The name means absolutely nothing. Yet a lot of people are still apparently upset by it. But Donald Trump is saying, look, we're, we're stopping. He's basically saying stop. And really, somebody needs to. There needs to be a point when you say you've gone from legitimate concern or you know, a narrative that is that is understandable, that we can all wrap our heads around, that we can work toward. You've laid forth some really serious goals that will benefit a bunch of folks and make all Americans more racially aware, you know, that will hopefully, you know, bring down any kind of systemic racism that may exist in this country. You've done a lot of that and there's a lot that we can work on. But some of these things are just unnecessary and seem like overreaching. And Donald Trump is simply saying, stop, just just pause for a minute 
let's get back to the real work at hand, rebuilding the economy, making sure everybody gets back to work, reopening the country, rebuilding what we need to do, changing the systems that need to be changed. But when you start talking about every statue, when you start talking about erasing history, when you start talking about renaming everything that offends you in this country, then you've got real issues. I suggest we rename all the bases and just rename them after Donald Trump's children. You know, so you have like Fort Trump, Fort Ivanka, Fort Barron, Fort Don Jr. You know, let Donald Trump change the name of the bases, but let him have sole control over what the bases are actually named. Fort Mar-a-Lago, you know, it sounds pretty. 855-765-1045. This is Paul from uh, the Intercoastal. Hey, Paul, how you doing? Doing fine. Little point of history. It's a bad, really bad thing when you don't know it. What party held presidency and the majorities in the House and the Senate in the late 30s and early 1940s when these bases were named? I'm gonna let me let me let me take a guess. The Communist Party. Bruno. Oh. Nice try. For the sake of argument. Democrat Party. Oh, I mean, I would say they're one and the same. But okay, yeah, no, pretty much everything. If you go back historically and you look at everything, the Ku Klux Klan, for example, uh, you know, any of the world wars that we've been involved in. When you go back and look historically, the Great Depression, the majority of the leadership at the time was liberal. It was I won't even say Democrat because the parties change. over the, But liberal uh, progressives. And when you look at conservatives who, who who take pause and take notice and protect the economy and protect the United States and protect our image and our history, you see that that's usually when we've had the times of of the of, of the you know the most success and the most prosperity, peace and prosperity. Every president's two goals are peace and prosperity. And for three years of the Trump presidency, we had both. We had peace. We were we were pulling soldiers out of harm's way. We were we were pulling soldiers out of wars that they didn't need to be fighting. in. We were building up our military so that people could not and would not even dream of attacking us. We were killing terrorists where they live without losing any American lives. We were forging alliances with people like North Korea who who just who wanted to destroy us. We were we were calming tensions in Iran. We did everything to promote peace in this country. Prosperity, forget about it. We could go on and on about how prosperous everyone was during the first three years of the Trump presidency. And that kind of peace and prosperity, that is the that is the historic goal of every single president the United States has ever had. And the Democrats saw that and they said, oh, my God, we have peace and prosperity. Donald Trump is going to walk through this election. He's going to walk all over Joe Biden. He's going to walk right back into the White House and we are cooked. Our secrets will come out. A.G. Barr is going to take us all downtown. He's going to take us up. We're not going to be sitting on the uh, we're not going to be sitting. We're going to be sitting on the other side of the dais when it comes to these congressional hearings. We're going to be sitting in the in the witness chair and not the uh, not the uh, the chair of the person doing the asking of the questions. That's why this is all happening. Don't think it's not. 855-765-1045. All right, we got to take a quick break. When we get back, it's time for What the Bleep. If you want to play, we've got a $50 Metro uh, Diner gift card to give away to our winner. 855-765-1045. We need two people. We'll play you a clip. We'll bleep out one word. Tell us what word we bleep to get a point. If you get more points than your opponent, you win. 855-765-1045. Call now. We'll play it, uh, do it next on 104.5 WOKV. Join the conversation. Send Mark an open mic using the WOKV app, and he'll play it on the show. Or not. Either way. Send one in. 
This is the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. Marquee show. My name is Marquee. 855 765 1045 is our number, and it's time for us to play What the Bleep, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it's very exciting. Yay. Uh, we're, we didn't do it last week because, uh, yeah, a lot going on, but I think we've, uh, yeah, I think we found some good bleeps this week. We have a couple no, people. Now, there's nothing going on this week. Yeah, nothing going on. Okay. <laughs> we're wide open for games. There's still stuff going on, but we're <laughs> taking a break to uh, have some fun and to give away a $50 Metro Diner gift card, which our winner will receive today, which is very exciting. Oh, yeah. And uh, we go to Brad from Green Cove. Brad, how are you? Thanks so much for calling the Marquee Show. Are you ready to play some What the Bleep? I guess so, Mark. I appreciate it. You guess so. Okay, all right. Well, that's all you know. That's all we can ask. Uh, you're going to be playing against Dan in Atlantic Beach. Hi, Dan. How are you? Hey, pretty good. Let's uh, do it. Uh, oh, Dan seems like he's reporting and ready to go. Dan, Brad, say hello to each other. Dan, oh, how are you? Okay, that's good. All right. Yeah, that's fine. You don't have to have a whole conversation. <laughs> um, here's what's going to happen, Brad. We'll start with you. We're going to play you the first clip. Again, we've bleeped <clears> out <throat> one word. All you have to do is tell us what that bleeped out word is. If you get it right, you get a point. And again, whoever has the most points at the end of the game wins. It's pretty simple. Makes sense to me. Okay, good. Perfect. Here we go. Listen carefully, Brad. Here is your first clip. This is President Trump speaking, I believe, at the White House yesterday. Listen carefully and tell us what the bleep. And let me get over here. Here we go. They're all going to be big. We're going to Arizona. We're going to North Carolina at the appropriate time. The governor's a little there. He's a little bit behind. Talking about the rallies. What do you think he said there? He said that the governor is a little slow. A little slow. Let's take a listen. They're all going to be big. We're going to Arizona. We're going to North Carolina at the appropriate time. The governor is a little backward there. He's a little bit behind. A little backward there. That's uh, that's close, but it's uh, not actually... Not actually what you said, so uh, that's okay. That's okay. It was close. You know, close is, is as good as you know being there. Except actually, it's pretty better if you got it right. Uh, hold on, let me. Yeah, there we go. Now it's official. That's okay, Brad. Still plenty of time to go. Dan, are you ready for your first one? Yes. Listen carefully. This is Chad Peregrine. Chad Peregrine from Fox News, and he's talking about Nancy Pelosi at the Capitol building. Listen carefully and tell us what the bleep. Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House here, has these eleven Confederate statues. <laughs> what do you what do you think, Dan? Uh, let, let, let me hear that one more time. You want, you want to hear that one more time? Here it is. Listen carefully. Yeah. Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House here, has f***ed these 11 Confederate statues. What, what is he saying? Picked. Has what? Has picked. Picked. Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House here, has flagged these 11 oh. Confederate statues. She flagged mm. them. Yeah, flagged them, which is similar to picking only uh, not really. All right, that's okay. Still 0-0. <laughs> still a tie ball game. Still anyone's chance. Here we go. We have uh, we have Mayor Curry, Brad, for your next one. Are you listening carefully? Sure. This is Mayor Lenny Curry in downtown Jacksonville just the other day. Listen carefully and tell us what the bleep. I'm just here to with people and let them know their voices are heard. What do you think, Brad? That's that's tough. Um, can I get one more time? Yeah, listen. To it. Yeah, he talks fast. Listen to it one more time. Here we go. I'm just here to with people and let them know their voices are heard. Yeah, and it's a short clip too. But it's Lenny Curry, so they're all short clips. He's there. He's there to walk with people. He's there to walk with people. He's there to walk with people. I'm just here to walk with people and let them know their voices are heard. Oh, yeah, right. oh, nicely done. Good job, Brad. You got yourself a point. All right, here we go. Uh, next up, Dan is. Elmo's dad? Is that right? 
Yeah, from the CNN racist uh, racism uh, special thing. <laughs> Sorry, not racist racism thing. Yeah. Just the racism CNN special. Yeah, the CNN did a special with the cast of Sesame Street uh, teaching children about racism. Uh, it was this past Saturday. Listen carefully. This is Elmo's dad. Tell us what the bleep, okay? All right. Not all streets are like Sesame Street. I, on Sesame Street, we all love and <laughs> one another. Oh, no, you didn't. That is so creepy when it comes from a... From, all right, what the, what the bleep? What did he say? What did Elmo's dad say, Dan? Uh, we all love and, and, and welcome each other, I guess. Love, love and welcome. Love and welcome. Right, let's see. Not all streets are like Sesame Street. I, on Sesame Street, we all love and respect one oh, another. Respect, respect one another. That was, that, was, that was so close. All right, Brad, here we go. Listen up. This is Kaylee McEnany, White House Press Secretary at the White House yesterday. Listen carefully and tell us what the bleep, okay? Okay. Here we go. So I'm sorry we are very late, you guys. I'm sorry to keep you waiting. Um, I was working with the president. <laughs> what, what, is, what, what did she say? It, it, uh, she was talking with the president. She was talking with the president. So I'm sorry we are very late, you guys. I'm sorry to keep you waiting. Um, I was working with the president oh, on something, no, was, and he wanted oh, me to. Oh. She was working with the president. We have time for one more. It's one nothing, Dan, if you get this one, you'd both tie, and we have to give you both $50 gift cards. Listen carefully, okay? You're up. All right, this is Steve Schmidt. I don't know who that is, but he's talking about Donald Trump being a big racist. Listen carefully and tell us what the bleep. And so what we see with Trump is is he's really historically, he's the second president of the... <laughs> what, 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 do you, what do you think, Dan? Country. Country, let's take a look. And so what we see with Trump is is he's really historically he's the second president of the Confederacy. Oh, the Confederacy. This is exactly oh, what the George so, Wallace So close. Hey, that's uh, that means oh. Brad, congratulations with a score of one nothing. You got yourself a fifty dollar Metro Diner gift card. Congrats, buddy. Thanks so much Good for job, playing. Brad. Yeah, look at you go. Oh, hey. that's that's so nice. You guys have a great day, Brad. Hang tight. We're gonna get your information. Everybody else stay tuned. Tomorrow we'll have more Metro gift cards. We'll have some fake news Friday. We'll have the latest news more of your phone calls and open mic messages. Stay tuned. Traffic, weather, news, all coming up next, followed by Rush Limbaugh on 104.5 WOKV. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.